Welcome to Feed Me and Tell Me I'm Pretty, the podcast by two everyday women sharing their health and fitness journey, observations, frustrations, and curated content. Warning number one, there will be cursing and material not meant for children. I mean, it's barely meant for adults. Warning number two, we're not doctors or nutritionists or personal trainers or scientists or gurus. We're just regular folks like you. Always check with your physician before starting any new eating plan or exercise routine or spiritual journey. Let the awkwardness begin. I'm Hillary. And this is AJ. And today we're talking about intuitive eating. You say it like you're so excited about it. Did you hear all of our followers just close this episode and immediately delete it and go on to something else? No, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> they would not do that. Would you guys do that? Don't do that. Would you guys? Don't do that. That's It's going to be fun. This is a, it's think. a very interesting topic. This whole, it, I don't know if you call it a topic or this whole change or theory intuitive eating it is it it just sounds it's I think it just sounds smart right to just intuitively eat it also sounds like it's really easy and that is 100% not the case that is not the case you know what to me when I first heard it uh, heard about it um, heard the term I've heard it for a while but I never really looked at it and then you mentioned it to me first thing that pops into my head like a Rorschach test is bullshit bullshit intuitive bullshit it's not a thing it's not a thing you don't know me bullshit i call bullshit i can't be trusted with food i can't be trusted to make my own decisions i can barely be trusted to get out of bed in the morning and dress myself you can't trust me to make food decisions for myself what are you crazy exactly so how are we gonna get to this place this magical mystical place where you can just unicorns eat what you want stop eating when you're full and your body just knows what it needs and you can just listen to it and oh fuck you have you met my body no it cannot do that it's just more that like if intuitive if i'm supposed to eat intuitively and listen to my body my body just says velveta 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 okay now some chocolate now some velveta now some chocolate oh my gosh if i yeah and i mine is just saying uh salt and vinegar chips donuts salt and vinegar chips donuts salt and vinegar chips milkshake donuts salt and vinegar chips but let's talk about what intuitive eating really is because i what a great idea bought a book you bought a book the bitch bought a book <laughs> so i found this definition online of course and i'm not just reading it because it was the first thing that i googled although fine it was the first thing that i googled but i really liked it and it says intuitive eating is a philosophy of eating that makes you the expert of your body and it's hunger signals. I was like, well, that sounds lovely. It does sound like bullshit, but that sounds nice. Uh, and then I fell down a rabbit hole, which, I, you know, that happens about like, well, when did intuitive eating start? And who defined it? And who called it intuitive eating? And the book that you bought is actually, that was the start of it. 1995, Evelyn Tribole. Tribole, or I'm not sure if I say it right. Tribole. Tribole and Elise Resch. Yes. So in 1995, they started, they wrote this book, Intuitive Eating. So they say it is a weight-inclusive, evidence-based model with a validated assessment scale in over 100 studies to date. <sighs> Ooh, that sounds like they're trying too hard, but yeah. Um, <laughs> and it actually, and we will put all of this in the show notes, but I did want to do a quick little history lesson because I thought it was interesting. Uh, it 
intuitive eating before it was called intuitive eating all kind of went back even as a like ditch the diet culture all the way back into the 70s with Susie Orbach 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 wrote the fat is a feminist issue which I just really like that title that, sounds that is a cool title yes that's a cool title and then let's see what was the other one Oh, then uh, that. Oh, yeah. Then Janine Roth wrote about emotional eating. That was in the early '80s. And then there was a lady named Thelma Whaler, and she started a weight management program in 1973 called Green Mountain at Fox Run in Vermont. So, that is your history lesson on uh, for today. Um, I'm gonna real quick. There's ten principles, which you probably read about in the book when it comes to yeah. intuitive eating. And so the first one is reject the diet mentality. Honor your hunger, make peace with food, uh, challenge the food police, which is saying food is neither bad nor good, uh, respect your fullness, discover the satisfaction factor, honor your feelings without using food. That's the one that sounds like bullshit, but you know, whatever. Uh, respect your body, exercise, feel the difference where and you still exercise, but you find ways that you enjoy. So rather than using exercise as just a tool to lose weight, you use it because you actually like to do it. Yeah. And then the last one, honor your health, gentle nutrition, uh, which is basically it's intuitive eating is not you get to eat food until you make yourself sick and you only eat Velveeta and chocolate. Damn it. (laughs) I'm out. I know. I quit. Um, But it is the idea that there's no snack or meal or day that is going to make or break your nutrition. And you can gently choose foods, vegetables, fruits, things that are good for you, whole grains, all that sort of stuff um, without making it. Oh my God, I should do this or I'm a terrible person, that kind of thing. So those are the 10 principles of intuitive eating. And we will link to all that so you can read their specifics and definitions in the show notes. AJ, you bought the book, the the book we've been talking about. You read the book, ish, you skimmed it, you said, but you made notes. What'd you think of the book? So I, I actually thought the book was great. Um, and just to be clear, I've got the latest edition, and unless she published, they published one uh, in 2021. This one is from 2020. Um, this is the fourth edition. So if you're looking for the Intuitive Eating, a Revolutionary Anti-Diet Approach book by um, the, the, these, these two uh, registered dietitian uh, master's degrees in, in, in um, nutrition, uh, w- women, very knowledgeable women, um, make sure you get the the latest edition or um, if you get an older edition, if, because you get it secondhand. I'm sorry. I always bring it my stuff secondhand. <laughs> it's because the way my brain thinks. I always want to bargain, but um, they did update it in 2020 with things about um, eating disorders and they added uh, additional information and, and, and studies that newer studies. So it's more up to date. The fourth okay. edition is the, the latest and greatest, um, information that you can get. So anyway, I thought the book was great. Um, they, as I said, know their stuff. Um, they've done a lot of research themselves, uh, especially, um, and I watched an, a video with, uh, Evelyn Triboli, um, about some studies that she had done. So I, I really did like the book. It was laid out very well. Great. Um, is it accessible or does it feel like a textbook or like, no. or does it just feel like now nah, no. it's pretty, it's pretty layman's terms and yeah, it is for everybody. Yeah, it, it pretty much is. It's got, it's even got bullet points y'all. <laughs> Ooh, 
Ooh, I do love me a list I can skip. Yes. And, and that's what I actually like it. They included all of the science. All of the studies are in here. So it would, um, it would, you would like that part, <laughs> you nerd, <do> Hillary. Like- <laughs> <laughs> well, actually. <laughs> and then for those of us who do, who just, you know, just give me the facts, just give me what I need to do. Um, it has, it's been laid out in a way that, um, it meets everybody's needs and, and so that you can learn about this, this thing. So I did like the book I read. Um, Does it have like a, um, Oh, what do I want to say? Like books. how to implement the steps? It's like, you know, like, okay, step one, this is what you do. Is it, is there some of that in there? Yes. Or? So for every one of the 10 principles that you outlined, there is a chapter and it says how, um, what, what it de- describes, what that principle is, what they mean by it. And then it goes into how to do it. And it also, which is a nice uh, thing that they added, they added the pros or not the pros and cons or the myths and facts about that. Because oh. as soon as you say, honor your hunger, um, I say, bullshit. I'm my, I'm always <laughs> hungry, but they go into why people are always hungry and why, but they also go into that mm-hmm. binge mentality that um, they laid a good argument that binge mentality is brought on by diet culture because you are mm-hmm. always restricting yourself. Um, so then. And you can only do that for so long can, before your body says, well, now you're going to eat all the foods until I tell you to stop. It's a, <laughs> so. Yeah. Until you pass out basically. And yeah, they talk about willpower and I had never thought about this as, and, and, and since I started this book, I read a couple of other books but of willpower being like a muscle. You can only do yep. so many bicep curls before your bi- your bicep just no can no longer lift the the two pound weight. It's just it's like just. Uh, uh. <laughs> um, so willpower is the same, and during the day we are always making these choices or resisting something. Like I'm get up yep. in the morning and I'm resisting eating cake. <laughs> I am resisting telling my coworker to go fuck himself all the time. We're using willpower in so many ways, making so many decisions and things. Till by the time you get uh, to the point where you're, you are going to have a meal. If you are already exhausted, stressed out or whatever, sometimes you go a little bingy. Sometimes you do Mm -hmm. overeat to the point that, you know, you, you, you feel uncomfortable. And so they set, they talk about what, how you set yourself up for failure with, some of these techniques yeah. and diets. And I really found that part interesting um, because this, in this season of my life, <laughs> I didn't mean it the well, way I it get, sounded. Is the, <laughs> I just meant. Is that, the t- is that the working title of your autobiography? Yes. In this season of my life. Will there be like a, will there be like a, I don't know. It feels like there needs to be a music video. No, like that or no, something. no. I regret saying it already. Anyway. <laughs> And you should, because that was fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it was. It so was. It was horrid. It was absolutely oh horrid. Oh my. I gotta go take a shower. We, I feel filthy. We all have been, now that I've given all of our li- listeners the skeevies, um, <laughs> what I'm doing right now is because I have, I have re- realized um, earlier this year, actually last year, that I had a broken relationship with food. I have a, basically my relationship with food is an abusive one. <laughs> just keep going back for more abuse and it's I'm not, not sure right the abuser or the food is the abuser I yeah think, I think, I think uh, it might be I might, I might be the there's some codependency going on with yeah. my relationship yeah. with the food um <laughs> I've gotten to the point where I basically I hit diet bottom nothing was working and it was frustrating me and making me so angry that I <laughs> would um eat emotionally like I well if nothing works I'll just eat all the things <laughs> 
that's not a healthy attitude. And then I also swing from one extreme to the other. (laughs) Yeah. So I like to read it and I'm still actually reading it. uh, The book about how um, principle number seven is a good one. It was the, uh, that you mentioned cope with your emotions with kindness, not with food. What? 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 I don't treat anything with kindness. Why am I going to start with my emotions? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I do like how they go into strategies for uh, each of the different principles, how to, no matter where you are, how to um, adopt these principles, honoring your hunger. And these are things you can take into, um, uh, make into a lifestyle, basically. Oh, yeah. Um, Yes. The one thing that I'm still struggling with is the reject diet mentality, the no weighing <laughs> things, no tracking, no fitness tracker or not fitness tracker. That's a different food, thing. Food it's trackers, a food tracker. Yeah. Um, so no, my fitness pal and, and the keto <laughs> scanner. And How are you ta- you're taking away all of my coping mechanisms. How dare I you? know stripping me bare, all of my toys, they're like, but, but I mean, but, I don't care if they're not working. They're broken. <laughs> I'm mine. I use them. They're mine and I use them and I, and I want them. So yeah, I'm not sure about that right now, but um, <laughs> I, like I said, I'm still reading the book and other books and, yep. and learning and I, I am adopting so, a lot and of you said things. you Okay. So you said you're kind of just right now you're dabbling, you would say in it, um, trying some different things, trying to repair your relationship with food. Um, how, how is it going? How are you, how are you finding it? <laughs> as the kids say, no, no, the kids don't say that, but anyway, no, yeah. How, no, what is don't, I don't they, know. They don't say that. <laughs> they don't. Um, it sounds like I've never actually met a kid. <laughs> I actually am uh, learning a lot about my, my appetite and uh, my eating habits. Uh, one of the things that uh, when I started telling myself that I could have, um, you know, out food allergies aside that I could have these things, mm-hmm. like I can have a donut. <laughs> Um, I was telling you the other day, because usually I wake up, I want a donut so bad. And I was like, no, I can't have it. I can't have it. I can't. And then all of a sudden I'm in a car. I wake up behind the wheel. I'm like, how did I get here? And there's like donut wrappers strewn all over the car seat. I'm in the, parked in a, the back of a parking lot somewhere. And um, eating your donuts just, just quietly <laughs> to yourself, like you're a criminal doing drugs yeah, back there. Yeah. And not clandestine. Um, but not with healthy. the adopting the whole, like, you know, am I hungry? What do I want to eat? Do adopting I actually want a donut? Do I actually want a donut? What do I, what could I eat instead? So thinking about it that way, I actually have been able to um, get to a place where I am not as anxious about food. Um, so it's, it, I am liking some of these principles, applying some of these principles to my so life. You're not, you haven't started mainline, mainlining donuts just because you can have donuts. <laughs> you're not eating them like, like Homer Simpson <laughs> every day, uh, uh, 12 dozen, a dozen donuts all by yourself. Not a dozen. <laughs> I don't think so I ever half ate dozen. a dozen. How, okay, let's move on. <laughs> okay, that's that's neither here nor there, but um, yes, it has helped. Um, it has taken, I don't know if it's, we call it the mystique off of certain foods. Like, mm-hmm. meh, I don't really want those. You know what I'd like instead? I'll have a nice cracker and cheese. That would be delightful yeah. with a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Perfect combination. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the AJ 
diet book will be out soon and it'll have lots of crackers. Replace and your <laughs> and a lovely cuppa. <laughs> that solves all the problems in the world. Anyway, back to the You're book. Welcome. All right, so 1999 on Amazon. <laughs> Um, so I would suggest um, that just about anyone, if, 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 if any of you are in that place where you think you have hit diet bottom, um, where you might have, um, you recognize your eating habits are no longer healthy. One of the things I also um, recognize about myself over a year ago was I was habitually under eating when I was doing keto Ooh. and yeah. because you don't get yes, hungry do. on keto. So your, your cues, you miss those hunger cues. And I could go a yep. whole day and go, oh, I didn't eat anything. I should eat something. And yeah. that is really bad for your metabolism. Your metabolism gets out of whack. And um, yeah. so that's what I'm, that's another thing that I'm trying to do right now is I'm trying to reboot my metabolism, build some healthy habits and um, make sure you're eating yeah. enough during the day and, and not under eating. And then when you're not doing keto, then going completely off the rails because your body's trying to make up. For the times when you yeah. are not eating what it needed. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Have you tried this? What have the, what's been your experience with the, the intuitive eating? The, whole, the intuitive, this is probably, I have dabbled with intuitive eating for how long have I done this? Oh goodness. I was probably well, maybe a decade. I would start it and I would panic because either I would gain weight, which is something that can happen when you do intuitive eating. And we'll talk about the things that we don't like about intuitive eating in a moment. <laughs> That's one of them. Uh, and then I would feel like so out of control because I didn't have any restrictions. Like there were no rules because I was supposed to, I was supposed to be just letting my body, listening to it and letting it make the rules. But without external rules, ah, control must have control of things. Uh, and so then I would eventually find um, some other diet that you know I thought was going to solve all my problems. Do that for a while until it didn't work or I hated it or I was binging or whatever. Then think about intuitive eating again. So yeah, this is probably, I would say the third time that I have actually given intuitive eating a shot. Um, and I started, I don't know, maybe a couple like a month and a half ago or something like that doing it. And it is better this time. And I think honestly, you know, like you say that you, when you start a diet or whatever, you have to ramp up, like you have to kind of like start <laughs> and then slowly I think it's only taken me a decade of starting and stopping a few times oh my goodness. <laughs> to finally get, so you're faster. I just do things. I play the long game when it comes to stuff. The long game. Wow. Respect. Very long. Very that long. That is yeah. intense. So I, yeah, I think I started about maybe, um, and I was like, well, okay, if I'm going to do this, part of it is to like, I'm still too locked in on, on what the number on the scale is. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to weigh myself every day, no matter what I do, just to see, just out of curiosity to see how much this changes or whatever. And since I've started this, I have maybe watched my weight go up two pounds and maybe down two pounds, but it has literally been the same. Yep. So I am at least just maintaining, which is fine. I'm not gaining. I'm not losing, which is, is not a, this is not necessarily a weight loss program. This is just a, I have to fix how I view myself with food, how we work together. I cannot have the good, the bad food. I can't be a good or bad person based on what I exactly, eat, which is a big part of it. I think I, I can't moralize myself based on whether and what kind of food, because that's so, can we just talk about how fucking ridiculous it is 
to attach your self-worth and whether you are a good or bad person. Let's be clear. I'm a bad person, but it has nothing to do with what I eat. (laughs) Or the number on the scale. (laughs) Or the number on the scale. These are not good or bad things. These are neutral pieces of information. That's it. This is, that's, that cannot be my self-worth. That's ridiculous. So I think that part of it has been pretty good. I have, um, I just, I did tell myself like, you can eat it if you need to eat, I don't know, eight Oreos because that that's just what you feel in that moment. Then eat eight Oreos because it's better than you sitting there fighting, not trying to eat eight Oreos and just go fucking eat the Oreos. Okay. Get it over with. If that's what you feel like you need, fine. And so I will, I will eat enough Oreos until I feel like, I don't want any more Oreos and then I'm done and that's fine. And it hasn't really, like I said, it has not impacted my weight. It's, it fluctuates. I thought it was fluctuating like 10 pounds based on a week, which I theoretically know isn't really possible, but (laughs) it, it hasn't, it really hasn't. And I don't approach social situations with as much anxiety. I don't go like, I don't know what I can eat or what if I overeat or, uh, I don't do that. That is freeing. Which is kind of nice. That is very freeing. And uh, what else do I like about it? Um, yeah, I'm not looking at nutrition information. Um, I'm not freaking out if it like a we go eat pizza that I'm going to eat a half a pizza or the entire pizza or whatever. I just I haven't I haven't binged. I haven't I haven't eaten to the point where I've been uncomfortable either. So I mean that part of it, yeah, I like that. You had a thought, AJ. What's your thought? Oh, my thought. Oh, I was thinking about the Oreos. I have I have lots of thoughts actually. By the way. <laughs> But I didn't mean that you only had the one thought forever and ever. No, you no. just had a thought in this moment. In this moment <laughs> about the Oreos. Uh, what um, one of the things that she says in that um, step three uh, part of the discover your satisfaction uh, factor is to savor your food, which I did. I do not do that mm-hmm. as much as I, I should. Um, and I eat way too fast. Yeah, I shove way it in like fast. somebody's trying to take it away from me in a prison <laughs> yard. I'm like, oh, <laughs> if you took rabid badgers who had not eaten in like three <laughs> months and you put all the food in front of them, that's how I approach almost every meal. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and one, so her thing, I even, I highlighted in it is there's words, exclamation points and asterisks. Like she discovered, um, penicillin, what eat slowly, eat sensually, savor every bite. <laughs> what, how does a person, is there a class I can take on that? I don't, how do you do that? You, that sounds crazy. Won't somebody take the food away from me? <laughs> No one is ever. If I don't eat fast, no, ever. No, one is no ever one's ever taken, taken food, food from me, away. ever. I have actually no. offered people money to take food away from me. To, and they still won't do they it. They won't do still it. Won't. Why will people not take me up on, just if you ever see me with a cookie, just slap it out of my hand. I'll give you $5. Never. Okay. <laughs> Never. No one has well, ever okay, taken to me be up on that. It could it could be because when you're eating the cookie, you get that kind of possessed look in your eye, and not even five dollars is worth it because they're afraid they're going to lose a hand. So that could be why. That's true. There could be medical that could bills be why. that at the five dollar will not cover. Are you going to pay my Are you going to pay my medical premium? Are you going to meet my deductible when you take off my fingers from trying to remove the cookie from your hand? Even my husband, I'm like, seriously, honey, just he's like, I will not come between you and a bag of potato chips. That's not going to happen. I did not sign up. He's a up smart for man. That. He's a smart man. He's a very that was not smart in the wedding. <laughs> that was not anywhere in our wedding vows, and I will not be participating in that. No. Um, the other part of that, <laughs> enjoying the food I, that I really liked, was the um, don't settle. That's another part that I 
Um, sometimes when I can't get to something that I really want, I'll like, well, mm. I might as well just eat this. And it's never going to satisfy whatever that craving or that desire is in you. So don't settle for those things because you. Yeah. what winds up happening is I eat that and then I get in the car and I drive to the store and I go to all the stores until I find the one that actually is selling the thing that I want. And then I eat that too. So that's- <laughs> Or I eat so much of the thing I didn't actually want yeah. um, because it doesn't get me to the thing that I actually wanted that, yeah, yeah. that's also problematic. So if any of this stuff is striking a chord for you out there, this book might be something, this whole concept might be something that you want to dig a little bit deeper into. But speaking of this as a concept, you said there were some things about this um, model that you don't like. What were those? I there. Yeah. Like anything. So we always, we always try to do full disclosure, talk about the good and the bad. Um, And it's, it's like anything, you know, intuitive eating is never going to be perfect. Um, one of the most frustrating things that I think is that although you can lose weight on this, um, this is not a weight loss tool. Nope. It is not meant for you to lose weight. Um, and I think that's in, in such a, a, such a ingrown part of me is that I want to lose weight or I want to be a certain number or size or whatever it is that it's frustrating to go through all the work. Because it is a lot of work to do this. It, you have to think about things. You can't just react. You have to be more present. You have to be more mindful. And that is tiring. <laughs> that's its own kind of tiring to be there. Um, and so that's frustrating to do all that work. And the scale does not move, which, yes, that's great that you're maintaining. That's awesome. But it's not going down. <laughs> it's just staying where it's at. And that's that's a that's a frustrating thing when I could do a diet. I could do all this work and put it into a diet. And I know that I would lose weight. Now it's not going to solve my problems. And probably that weight's coming back and it's bringing friends. Yes, exactly. So that's what she mentions in the book. Yeah. yeah. They mentioned. I would see progress. Whereas opposed to I'm not, there is no physical, there's no physical, uh, well, what am I trying to say? I I don't see anything. Everything that I'm doing is happening internally, right? I'm changing my relationships. I'm changing my mindset. I'm changing my emotional state. I'm changing all of that. There's no physical component that goes with that. Yeah, and you're looking for a transformation, a, a, a physical yeah. transformation rather than a transformation of your relationship and your, your thought process and things exactly. like that. Do you think perhaps exactly. that after you have done this and this becomes a way of life for you, that perhaps you could get to a point where that's what I'm hoping for anyway. <laughs> I'm asking, <laughs> I'm projecting. I'm tra- I'm tra- <laughs> I think, and what I'm trying to do is, I think sneakily in the back of my head, that's the thing that's happening. Like, well, if you master this, then you'll be able to master your hunger and then you'll eventually lose weight. And I'm trying not to give into that because yeah. I'm afraid that will derail the whole point of it. But yeah, it's still back there. It's, it's real. It's very whispery in the back of this. Like, Hey, if you figure this out, you can probably figure out anything like how to lose weight and how to do it in the healthy way. And, and it'll be just fine. Yeah. That's that, even if it's slow, that's okay. I mean, as long as it's progress, progress, see, and I'm like a coked up hooker in the back of my head, just whispering <laughs> lies to me that was vivid well to be fair they this um uh, they're both part of the h or the haze or health at any size Mm -hmm. movement which is a great movement which is trying to take the stigma away from being um at a larger size because you can be healthy at any size um but and 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 weight and is not an indication of health and that's 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 a really hard thing to that's a really hard thing and people still think that like 
but it's not, it, it can be, yeah, it, it can be more, you can be more inclined toward certain health, whatever, but that's also between you and your doctor and whatever. And it, again, does not affect your worth as a person. Even if you are right, unhealthy, right. it doesn't make you a bad person. So, but we've got this culture um, that says the smaller oh, sizes yeah. are the right sizes. And she even tells a story of, um, at a marathon, there'll be people that are heckling the larger sized runners. I mean, these people are out there running. They can, a add, marathon. they can run. I'm, I want to give you a trophy just because you can run. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's impressive. Who cares what size you are? You can run a marathon. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so if you feel good and if you're healthy, like you said, it, um, it's a conversation between you and your doctor um, mm-hmm. that you need to, we get to the, we need to get to the point in this society where we accept ourselves and others. Yes. That's it. Yep. That's the end of it. Period. We accept That's ourselves it, and period. others. Period. There doesn't have to be a but. There doesn't have to be an and. Nothing. You just yourself. yourself. Yeah. You stay in your own lane. Let it go. Uh, other things that I, I don't like is that sometimes uh, I think the intuitive eating world, um, they sound a little, they do a couple of things. Either they sound really judgy about diets. Yeah. Because they have, re- if they're like, they're like Buddha, they have reached enlightenment and all of you plebeians underneath them that are still stuck in the diet world. Oh, you poor, poor little thing. That gets some of the some of the tones that I have picked up from intuitive eating. I'm like, you are a judgy bitch. Damn. Wow. Yeah. I, I've been. Yeah. I've been on in some of those rooms where or heard overheard conversations between an anti dieter and intuitive eater, and then someone from the keto world talk about Ooh. rabbit badgers. Wow. Let's go to our badger. corners, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Take the gloves off, please. <laughs> And, you know, and I'm not saying that diets aren't tools and that they don't, if you just make a lifestyle change or whatever, or if you just need to lose a few pounds and you have an overall, you're fine, you have a good relationship with food. It's just that maybe you've gained a few pounds or whatever. I'm not saying that a diet isn't a tool. It's just for those of us who started a diet like 20 years ago and just never got off the diet. We are now, I consider myself a professional dieter now. And actually that's a term they use in the book that I thought was funny. She said, you're a professional dieter. If you know all, you know, terms like macros. And and there are people that don't know these terms. There are. You and I had this conversation before and I had to laugh when I read it in the book. Like if you know all about macros and glycogenic, (laughs) blah, 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 blah. You are a professional. And you glycemic index. Yeah, it's not... (laughs) And it's not something you do for a living. Oh, then oh. you might have a problem. <laughs> it's like almost like those. You might be a oh. redneck. You might be a professional dieter. Professional if. dieter. <laughs> if you can look at a, at a meal and immediately break down the percentage of protein, fat, and carbs in that meal, you might be a professional dieter. <laughs> um. Yes, I think there's that. I think. Uh, so yeah, they get a little they can get a little self-righteous sometimes. Um, and you know, for something that's supposed to be inclusive and helpful to all people, they get kind of judgy. Um, what was the other thing that was frustrating to me about it? Um, I think it's most, a lot of it is, is me (laughs) as I do approach anything trying to do intuitive eating perfectly. That's not a thing. No. Yeah. No. You know, when they say like, slow down or chew your food or whatever, and um, chew your food slowly or chew it until it's almost liquid, which again, starts to feel like, okay, now you're back to putting rules around how I eat. And that sometimes is sort of like, it feels like there's like this 
eat however you want or what not kind of, but like that you have to listen to your body yeah. and then also, but you have to chew it this many times or until it's this consistency and you should like, are there rules or are there not rule? How does this, what is the overlap well, as, there? As a dear friend of ours likes to say, I think some of that might be science. <laughs> because we are given the the teeth to chew to Mm -hmm. things break down so that they don't your stomach does not have to do as much work and then you don't have your stomach does not have teeth yes exactly (laughs) you don't have the gut issues in the giant and this is me speaking for myself because I'm like oh I could barely swallow that whole chunk of steak I ate (laughs) because I did not fully chewed it down and yet I yell at my dog I'm like chew biscuit for crying out loud do not just swallow this did you even taste that? I do that a lot. I yell at my dog that a lot. Yeah. I could yell at it myself. And then I, I do. I sometimes <laughs> when I'm having supper, I see Biscuit looking at me. She's all judgy. She's like, you didn't even chew that bitch. <laughs> I chewed that more than you did. Yeah. For shame. Here, let me show you how to do it. You And then she just swallows it whole. It's like, it's a competition. I'm sorry. How did we get here? Let's. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, there is the, uh, yeah. Anyway, so there is the me trying to do things perfectly and there is no perfect way to do this. And then, um, yeah, it's like, everything is progress. Everything, everything I try every time I, every time I, um, slow down a little bit, every time I chew it two more bites more than I normally would, like, this is all just progress toward, I'm not ever going to be able to do this boom, right out of the gate perfectly, which that's usually how I operate. And then I quit things when I don't do it perfectly right away. That's that's a topic for another (laughs) Um, so yeah. And then the the last thing that I would say that kind of goes back to the whole intuitive eating culture is that there are people out there. Um, and I, I would think that I inadvertently attended a, uh, webinar from one of these people who was, she was 27 and yes, she had had disordered eating in her past, but she had no qualifications whatsoever. And she was freely spouting out information and her website was just plastered with all of these pictures of her uh, and her move to Costa Rica because that to oh, honor her, boy. blah, 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 of her riding horses on the beach. And so there is sometimes, even though intuitive eating is not really about weight loss, there are, I wouldn't say the original intuitive eaters do this, right. but some of the people who are trying to ride their coattails, they like put these very, oh, almost like a, it's almost like a yoga meditation retreat where everything looks pristine and there's a beach involved and the wind is blowing in their hair and they're in a size two bikini still. So, you know, you know, that intuitive eating has worked for them because they're not fat. They just figured all of this out and they have transcended all of us mere mortals. So some of the marketing stuff for intuitive eating is just as bad as the diet world. So that's my other gripe with it. And that's the fun. I mean, and, and as you mentioned, it's, that's going to be, I mean, that's the way it is with any program or if something comes out and it works remotely or makes some kind of sense, there's 10 gajillion people who are going to adopt it as their own and put together a class or a webinar or, you know, a slideshow and charge you $27 or you can do this for, we're going to do a 14 month or 14 day boot camp or blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Not that the- yep, they will market it. No. And they will market it and they will try to make a buck off of it. If it works at all. And they, they do that for keto. They do that for the, <laughs> I mean, paleo, they, for anything and everything. And not that that's bad. Mm-hmm. I think when we look at these things and um, all of these things that we, are being marketed to us, we just need to know what we need. Like, yeah. For example, am I the type of person that all I need to do is read this book? Am I the type of person that 
actually need some hand holding and need to have these mm-hmm. principles I need explained a coach. to me. Yeah. Do I need a coach? Yeah. Do I or do I need a community where I can share my experiences and get recipes? So think about what you need in order to adopt the intuitive this. eating cookbook. The intuitive <laughs> Actually, I was just looking I said that, you know what? at that cookbook Someone online, <laughs> actually. <Yep. laughs> it's hilarious. I'm sorry. It is. <laughs> that just cracked me up. <laughs> the mindfulness eating cookbook. Speaking of cookbook. mindfulness, have you, have you seen how there's, I got confused by intuitive eating versus mindful eating. I, yeah, I've seen, I've seen both. Um, I mean, I think there are, there's overlap, you know, where, yeah, yeah, I'm pretty bad about, especially like when I'm working, eating at my computer and just eating and not paying attention and not taking the time to go sit down for 15 minutes and just focus on my food or eating while the television is on super guilty about that too. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, all the time, like (laughs) instead of just like focusing on the food in front of me. Um, and enjoying that moment, you know, or whatever. Yeah, really bad about that. Um, so, so yeah, I think there is overlap, but yeah. yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so mindful eating is just, or mindfulness eating. Mindful eating is just a, a subset of intuitive eating. It's how you're eating. Um, that was one that I was having a little trouble with too. Like, you mean I should not eat the pizza in front of the movie of the week? I don't, how do you, when, but what, how do you eat the pizza? How do, well, it, how does uh, how does it, huh? How, how can, but I, I need to do two things at once minimum. Just Otherwise eat? I'm not multitasking. What? Just what? eat at a table like an animal? Just what kind of bullshit? What kind of bullshit is this? I don't even think food what? works at a table all the time. I think you have to, I don't know how that works. I think I can digest unless the television is on. Exactly. That's- so my gosh, I feel so bad. We go to sit down for lunch on the weekends, Brad and I, and I can't even sit down to the table. He sits down and he gets his little fork and knife. And I'm like, wait, I got to put something on the, the TV. <laughs> want to listen to a comedian? What do you mean? It's just like, I just actually just would like to eat the meal that I spent hours. Yeah, making. but we'll get there <laughs> just a second. But I mean, we got it. So, it just can't be about the food. Yeah, that's on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> that That's on me. I need to work on that. <laughs> we can just eat and quiet like and have a conversation. Just station. I guess that's a, a thing that seems weird, but okay, I, I guess. Although I have to say, remember that thing that there was that program at your work where it was the lady um, and it was kind of mindfulness eating where oh, like yeah. you had to take 10 minutes and you had to try to make your food last that long. And then you had to wait. I can't remember what it was, five minutes or whatever, if you thought you were still hungry and then come back to it. That made me crazy a little bit just because of like, like, but my food is now cold. <laughs> it's, yes. it's just been sitting here for five minutes and it, I, I got to go reheat it. It, it, it. What the hell? Yeah. That, <laughs> that one, that was a little weird. Yeah, that that little whole, weird. And I, I am actually a person who savors my food. I mean, well, I'll say, okay, let me take that back. That's not true. <laughs> I eat slower than other Are people. Are you lying about yourself? <laughs> That's true. That is true. I usually, it takes me longer to eat my food than other people because I am, I have actually a few years ago, I did start to try and do this before I even knew about intuitive or mindful eating, try to eat mm-hmm. slower because I thought I will get full and then I won't want to eat all the things, which doesn't actually, I I was only doing part of something that I didn't know was a thing. So it wasn't working. And I just wind up making people I eat with angry because they are, I've already paid the check and are halfway out the door. I'm like, I would, I'm not finished with my soup. (laughs) 
would like. When does my entree? <laughs> are you guys leaving? Are, are you? What happened? <laughs> so yeah, that's the thing. So the book has a um, the book and the model has a lot of concepts in it. I would say that. What do you? How about you? For you, like what? What as as you've done this? What's frustrated you, or what have you? What has been the hardest thing to do as part of this? So the hardest ones for me, well, trying to break that diet mentality in my head. Mentality. That whole that I don't have to, because I'm, 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 as I'm reading the book, I'm like, yes, I'm going to do this. I'm going to learn this. And I'm going to do this so well. I'm going to have a good relationship with food. And then I'm going to go on the blank diet and then I'm going to lose the weight. That's what I'm going to do. That's my plan. It's in my head. I have a plan. I'm like mm-hmm. I'm going to do this for like three weeks and then I'm going to go on the diet. <laughs> but that's not the way it's supposed to work. So that has been frustrating for me. And that's not a function of the book. Um, yeah. It's me. And then the other thing was the not eating in front of being mindful, like eating slowly, mm. not eating in front of the television. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, just a, that's really hard. Yeah, that's <clears throat> um, and we develop all of these rituals around food too. You know, the going out to eat with the girls and having the yeah. nachos or whatever. Um, it's Friday night, so that's pizza night at the Martin House, yeah. and we they have to you know we have to eat the pizza with the wine and we have, and have the, the TV show or whatever. Um, whatever movie we're watching that night or whatever show we're starting series. Yeah. <laughs> Columbo. It's Columbo night. I know. I'm sorry. It took us back to the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> my God. I had no idea that you're living so far in the past. Are you sure you don't have the first edition of this? Book? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> so those are the things that, that bother me. And then <laughs> I also am very concerned about that. We've talked about it before that like switch or voice in our head, in, in our heads. I have a yeah. thing that says D- you don't stop. There's still more there. You have to eat yeah. until it's gone. You have to clean your plate yeah. because there are starving children in Ethiopia. Yeah. So I'm not sure how turning my body into a human garbage disposal helps the children in Ethiopia, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, those are some of the things. And she, they do talk about, they do address that whole, um, you don't have to clean your plate. <laughs> that's not a thing. You don't have to, um, just because somebody made it doesn't mean you have to eat it. And that yeah. whole being polite <laughs> and things like that. So there's a lot of good stuff. It's hard to for women too. That's really hard for that women, is. you know, cause we are, we are raised to be polite to nice and tell people, thank you. And if they give you something and you have to eat it cause they went to the trouble and yeah, that's hard. Yepers. It's so hard. So what are you, uh, what are your goals for? I don't, I don't know. Should you have goals for intuitive eating? I don't know. What are you hoping to gain from this? I guess that is a great question. My goals with this whole, this endeavor, this intuitive eating, learning this is to um, rebuild a healthy relationship with food so that I do not get the shakes when I walk by a tray of something. <laughs> I don't get blackout. Other people get blackout drunk. I get blackout food comas. I just, you know, I, yep. w- oh, yep. I wake up miserable and just, and also to abandon, um, <clears throat> that's one of the things we didn't talk about that um, when you're a professional dieter or when you have this skewed mentality about shame and, or, or a food and size and things like that is the guilt and shame that's tied to food. And I want to yeah. get past that tied to weight and the, the number on the scale. And it's also tied to food. I feel so guilty when I eat 
a blank, a Snickers bar or whatever. It is. I, and I feel such shame and it carries not just in the moment, it carries over for the rest of the day. I'm a bad person because I ate a Snickers bar. <laughs> I don't deserve to walk on this planet with other people because I I don't deserve love. My... I had a yeah. bar. So yeah. So that is what I'm hoping to gain is to rebuild my relationship with food so that I have a healthier um outlook on food and um I'm, I'm able to eat more healthily, make choices based on my hunger cues to relearn that stuff. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping to get out of it. That's good. That is good stuff. I think that's, yeah, I think it is the, at least for those of us who are professional dieters, it is the, the ultimate goal is to, to just start to see food as food, no judgment, no morals, <laughs> no good or bad. It's just food. Exactly. Yeah. It's just food. <clears throat> just food. It's, that's all it is. It's just, a, it's just a fuel to get you through your day. And, and food is great. Food is awesome. Sitting down to a really well-made meal. You should enjoy that. You yes. should be able to enjoy that. Food is one of the best things about being alive. Honestly, it's tasty. We have taste buds for a reason. There's reasons why there are little brain chemicals that get really happy when you eat certain things. That's because it's that's how we've survived this far. Like food is great. There, it doesn't have to be good or bad. You can enjoy it no matter what. I think I want to. Um, I need to stop using things as a way to not feel feelings. I think that is probably my ultimate goal for anything. I have to figure out how to feel the feelings and just let them be speaking of things that are not good or bad, like feelings are not good or bad. They're just, again, the reactions that happen for a myriad of reasons and just, they don't last forever. If you're angry or sad or upset, you're not going to be that way for the rest of your life. So you don't have to suppress it so that it comes back angry later with a mob and pitchforks and like really pops up and you have to, you know, end up in some sort of in very heavy duty therapy. It's okay to feel the feelings also not good or bad. They're just feelings. It's all right. It's all good. So, so yeah. So to sum it all up, intuitive eating is a new approach to eating. And if you want to try it, you should probably get the book or watch some videos. We will uh, link to some of those in our show notes and try it out if you find um, that you yourself are a professional dieter. This might be something that will help you in the long run. Yes. And tell us about it. Let us know on Facebook or in the comment section on the show notes about your adventures in intuitive eating, uh, what you've liked, what you haven't liked, what you found that's worked for you, uh, and what doesn't work for you, because we would love to talk about that with you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at F-M-A-T-M-I-P. Say it with me. F-M-A-T-M-I-P. Subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for listening.